my prayer at this time that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the hearing and understanding of those present would be acceptable in your sight now and forevermore. Amen. Well, I know last week was Epiphany, but I'm going to talk about it this week because I wasn't here last week. And I really wanted to kind of continue. Um, for those of you who have been here uh, through the Advent season, we've been talking about some words that maybe we really haven't thought about what they mean. And I kind of want to continue that with the word gospel. Now, I think many of us have been taught that the word gospel means good news, right? That's, that's what we've been taught. That's what they have told us. And that's true. Literally, the word means, the word gospel means good news. And when we get to times with like uh, John the Baptist, he says, I have come to tell you the good news. And he tells people about Jesus. And certainly what better news is there than that? But honestly, the word gospel is a little bit more specific than good news. The man went to his doctor one day and the doctor said to him, I have for you good news and bad news. The man says to the doctor, what is the good news? He says, my son is going to college. What's the bad news? You're paying for it. Well, that's not the kind of good news we're talking about. I'd like to read to you the story of the three magi. This is the epiphany story as told to us in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw the star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be a shepherd of the people of Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they had went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On continuing to the house, 
they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. We, we often put this story right in there with the Christmas story, don't we? I mean, even when we have our, our uh, manger scene, we put the Magi in there with them. But a lot of biblical uh, scholars today say this might have happened two years later. But we still kind of stick it in there with that. And that's okay. I think one of my favorite Christmas displays I've ever seen, um, there was somebody in, uh, in our neighborhood a few years ago had that, have, have you seen like the big, it's, it's like the big flat manger. It's, it's like just the silhouette. And it was like the manger and Mary and Joseph and the baby in the manger and there were a couple of shepherds and they had some animals there. And I remember seeing down the street, down at the other end of the street, they had the wise men. And then on Epiphany, they picked up the wise men from down the street and carried them over to the manger. I thought that was delightful. But we're so used to seeing them there at the same time. Now the question for me has always been, who are these guys? Why are they there? I mean, we, we sing the hymn, We Three Kings, which I'll be honest with you, I hate that song. Not just because it's so long, but it doesn't really tell the story. The Magi were not kings. They were king makers, but they were not kings. That's really my biggest problem with it. They were kind of interesting. The story of the Magi really goes back to the story of the prophet Daniel. When, when Israel was conquered by Babylon and the young men were taken away from Israel to Babylon, one of these young men was, was Daniel. He was a young man at the time. And he was taken away to Babylon. They figured out, well, this, this kid's pretty smart. So we're going we're gonna to send him to a special school for the wise men. We're going to send him to Magi Academy in Babylon. And he's going to learn to be a priest for our people. You see, they practiced a religion at the time. <coughs> Excuse me. They practiced a religion at the time, which is still being practiced today. It's called Zoroastrianism. It's still practiced in some places in the Middle East and in India. And the Magi were people who practiced this religion. And a big part of this religion involves looking at the sky, looking at the stars, 
and trying to figure out what the stars have to say. And ever since Daniel was there, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, you see, it's not so much the fact that they taught Daniel anything. Daniel taught them something. Daniel taught them that the Son of God was coming. Daniel told them that the Messiah was on his way. Daniel told them that the king of Israel was going to be born in Bethlehem and that his kingdom would be forever, the greatest king to ever be born. So the Magi started looking. They started watching the sky for signs that this king was on his way. And when they saw those signs, they sent these men to seek him out. And they came with the good news. You see, it's not just good news. Gospel is not just good news. It's a particular good news. And that good news very specifically is the fact that the king has been born. The king is on his way. It's not just good news. It's very specific news that the Messiah has been born. And he has come to save the people of Israel. He has come to save the world and the first person to hear the gospel message was King Herod. And it was wasted on him. He didn't want a, a new king to be born. He was mad. I think it's in Luke's gospel we hear that he sent his soldiers out to kill every little boy in the country under two years old just in case one of them happened to be the Messiah. That's crazy. Fortunately, the good news has been received better from other people. Certainly the people of Israel were excited to hear this that the Messiah was born, that their king was coming. They've been waiting forever for their savior. We look back at the history of Israel, they've always been waiting for a savior, haven't they? Since the fall of man, since Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden, they hoped that one of their children would be the Messiah because they wanted that forgiveness. And every generation since then has been looking and hoping that the Messiah would come. So much so that they thought different people were 
the Messiah. Well, the word Messiah means anointed one. There have been people who have been Messiahs in the past, but not the Messiah. In many ways, Abraham was a Messiah because it was through his faith that the nation would be born. In many ways, Moses was a Messiah because he led the nation of Israel out of slavery in Egypt. In many ways, David was a Messiah because he was anointed king and he was a pretty good king. But it wasn't until Jesus came that he could be the Messiah. There didn't need to be another one after him. He was the Messiah. And that's good news for us, isn't it? I mean, we live in a culture today in the United States of America where we're, we're not too keen about kings, are we? We haven't been keen about kings for a couple hundred years in this country. But it's still good news for us that Jesus came. It's good news for us that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins. It's good news for us that he rose from the grave to show us that we too could have eternal life one day. I'm getting a little too excited. <laughs> it's worth getting excited about, though, isn't it? It's not just good news, it's the best news. And we look back to that first telling of the good news to King Herod. And he didn't like it. Our next telling of the good news came with John the Baptist. A prophet in the wilderness telling people, the Messiah's been born, he's on his way. That's good news. Not just good news, but the fact that he is the king of this country. A nation that's been subject to the empire of Rome. And there's a lot of people who didn't quite hear it right. There were a lot of people back then who thought the Messiah, the new king of Israel, was going to lead Israel out of bondage from Rome. And it upset some people that that's not what happened. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be free from my sins than free from a tyrannical government. I don't want either of those, honestly, but if I had to choose. We think sometimes that that might have been the issue with Judas Iscariot. 
He was there. He heard the same message everybody else did. But I think he was expecting the Messiah to lead a rebellion against Rome. And he was disappointed that that wasn't the good news that he was hearing. And honestly, there were a lot of people running around at that time claiming to be the Messiah, claiming to be the Savior, claiming to be the new king. If we look back at the story, if you remember Jesus' trial, Pontius Pilate stood up before the people and said, hey, I'm going to set somebody free. Who do you want? And the crowd shouted, free Barabbas. Barabbas was one of those guys who was claiming to be the Messiah. He was ready to lead a rebellion. We don't know a whole lot about him, but his name itself means the son of the father. There are those who thought Barabbas was the son of God and not Jesus. Barabbas wanted the country to be free, not the people. But what good news, what good news it is that Jesus came not just to set those people free, but to set everybody free, to set us all free. The best king there ever was. And you know, there's still people looking for the Messiah today. For a very long time, that was one of the major tenets in the Jewish religion was, hey, the Messiah is coming. We're waiting for the Messiah. And today, most practitioners of Judaism have given up looking. They're just, well, we're going we're gonna to keep worshiping God. We believe in God. We're going to keep worshiping. But I don't think he's sending his Messiah. But there are a few who are still looking, still waiting. I had mentioned the Magi who had a, were followers of a religion called Zoroastrianism. The Zoroastrianists are still looking for messiahs. They're still looking for kings to be born. Still waiting. It's funny because they found the one. You'd think that would be the end of it. Should have been. But there are people even today waiting for this good news.
And here we are. We found him. We know. It's up to us to share this good news. It's up to us to tell the world, those who are looking, that he's here. He came. Jesus came to this world born as a little baby in a manger. He came to this world to teach us. He eventually died on the cross, bearing our sins. He died the way we should have, taken our sins from us. And rising again three days later, just to prove who he was. The son of God. The king of kings. The Lord of lords. Came to show us what we could have. If we follow him. The good news has been spoken. We have heard it. The good news needs to continue to be spoken. And it must come from us. From our mouths. From our actions. From our hearts. This is why we are here. Whether the world wants to hear it or not. This program has been copyrighted under the Creative Commons Attributes Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. If you would like to contact Colin, please feel free to email colinroberts412 at gmail.com. service is over. Your service may now begin. As we go from this place, let us go rejoicing because we have heard the good news. Not just that we are saved. Not just that the world can be saved. But that the King has come. Amen.